This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Today we're going to talk about how to plan meals for the week. And so I just want to start today's episode by saying that I am a regular person. I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. Um, I have a health coach certification and I have the experience of being in my body for the last 34 years dealing with disordered eating um, when I was not eating any food and then binge eating in the evening to when I was perfect eating and like hyper obsessive over the food I was eating and the ingredients, and then also binge eating um, as a result of all of that restriction. So this is this is coming from me, a regular person, um, not a running coach either, but just a person who has eaten food and trained for marathons um, and worked my way out of those the, the the crap that I went through with food, the the two extremes of not taking care of my body and then over taking care of my body to the point that it was not taking care of my body. So I want to get into this and how I do it. And then I also want to say that how I do it is not the right way. How I do it is the right way for me. And I want you to take things from the way that I eat and things from the way that like maybe like all of the diets that you've done in the past or things that you see on social media or on blogs or in diet books, but take those things and steal them. And then make it your way of eating. Um, If you are doing someone else's diet, you can fall off of the diet. But if you are doing your way of eating, there's no way to fall off of it. It's just how you eat, right? And so if you try to do the Jacqueline diet, like how I eat, then it is a diet. It's a short-term thing that you can fall off of. However, if you're like, okay, cool, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Let me try incorporating that into the way that I eat then you're creating your way of eating and you can't fall off of it because it's your way. So if your way of eating includes having French fries, then eating the French fries isn't a bad thing. It's just, that's how you eat. Okay. All right. So the first thing is whenever we're eating food, we want to make sure that we are working with our body and not against it. Um, Calories are not bad calories. Like we have been, Uh, trained to think that calories are the worst thing in the world, but calories are literally units of energy. Your body needs food. Your body needs energy to move. And I like to think about putting food into my body as fueling my body. I like that. I, I I think sometimes people think like, oh no, food isn't just fuel. And it's like, cool, it isn't. Like food isn't just fuel, but it is like, that is one of the purposes of food, right? Like one of the really primal purposes of eating is to fuel our body, to give our body energy. We can also enjoy the way that we're eating and we should, like we should feel satisfied and feel some joy with the food that we're eating or we, um, we end up eating everything in sight anyway. So how I plan my day, I take probably like Oh my gosh. Like if I'm doing it myself, it takes me like three minutes to plan what I'm going to eat for the week. Uh, last night, my husband and I sat down together um, and it took us six and a half minutes, just us talking through the week. I keep it as simple as possible because I know when things are simple, I can actually do it. When I overcomplicate things, I can do it for probably 30 days and then I can't do it any longer. Um, I'm trying to stick to it. It's like this really hard thing that I'm, I'm like trying to take myself and put myself into someone else's mold, but it's just not me. I don't like to overthink things. I get, I get obsessed. I get, um, 
I get overwhelmed. I get really stressed out. When I was in elementary school, I used to get so overwhelmed by school and I would have like stomach pains. My mom would be like, oh my gosh, you're going to like get an ulcer. You're like stressing yourself out. And it's like, like that hurts to think about myself being in my like 10 year old body, like stressing myself out. And then, and then when I look back and we think about like when I was like 30 or 31, like how stressed out I used to get about food. It, like it hurts me to see those things. So I try to keep things as simple as possible. And when I was like really into whole 30 and clean eating, I used to be on Pinterest for like hours a week trying to find meals or I would be in like the whole 30 cookbook or whatever paleo cookbooks that I had and like trying to craft this perfect menu for the week. And then I would like, you know, go shopping. It would take forever, especially when I was starting out, like checking all the ingredient labels. We used to go to like three grocery stores. We would go to like Jewel and then we would go to uh, Trader Joe's and then we would go to Whole Foods, like have to hit all of these places so that I could get my perfect whatever. Now it's like, I'm going to go to like one grocery store. Maybe I'll go to another if I'm in the area or not by Trader Joe's anymore. It's so sad. So it's like if I am in the city or I'm in Oak Park, they're both about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away. So it's like, if I'm there, I'll make the trip to stop it and grab some things, but I'm not driving. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to drive. Um, that's like, a, you know, 25 minutes times two, that's like an extra hour in my day to go get these specific things. I'll try to just go to one grocery store, make it super simple. So how I plan my day, I'm thinking breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Those are the big things that I hit. I am not into intermittent fasting. I know that if I don't eat in the morning, um, I feel kind of sluggish. And so I definitely want to make sure that I'm eating for my body. Um, remember working with our bodies, not against it. Um, some people find that intermittent fasting helps them and that's cool. That's fine. Like, again, this is what works for me. You have to find what works for you. You'll know that it works when you're actually enjoying it and you're not like looking at the clock for permission to eat, but you're like actually listening to your body. Um, we spend so much time relying on these external things and then we lose touch with with our body, the internal. So for breakfast, I'm usually going to do water. I'll start out with water, um, sometimes lemon water. Right now I'm trying out watermelon water. I don't know if it tastes good yet. It's still kind of, it doesn't, but I just put some fruit or cucumber or something in my water to give it like a little bit more um, density. It's just, it just changes the flavor a little bit. And then I will have like a green smoothie. With that green smoothie, it will be, um, Probably like a scoop of some sort of greens powder. Sometimes I get it from Trader Joe's. There's this, I think it's called designer protein. It's from Target or I'll do amazing grass. Really whatever, like if I'm at a grocery store, whatever it is or something I can order on Amazon. I keep it super simple and I'm just looking for like a variety of greens. So there'll be things in there that I wouldn't necessarily buy. So besides just getting like kale or spinach, there's going to be, um, I don't even know, just like different vegetables that I might not necessarily buy at the grocery store. So in my green smoothie in my breakfast, I'm going to have uh, the greens and then I'm going to put a scoop of protein powder, whatever we have. And then I'll probably put a little bit of fruit. I don't put a lot, just a little bit, maybe like a fourth of a banana or maybe a small orange or something in there. We had frozen blueberries. I might throw that in there. Um, and I usually just make it with water. If we have almond milk, I might put a splash of that, but I keep it really simple. A lot of times we get so hung up like, oh my gosh, how many calories is this supposed to be? And I don't think that the 
like we don't really like if we keep it simple the way we gain weight is usually because of binge eating overeating not being in tune with our body not because our green smoothie has an extra 10 or 20 or less than that calories like those things are so minimal it's like the when we are emotional eating and not being in tune with like the purpose of food so that's my breakfast super simple and then I'll probably have some sort of, I'll have like coffee, like iced coffee or regular coffee. And I do put cream in it. I don't put a shit ton of cream in it, but I do put cream in it so that I'm satisfied and I enjoy the coffee beverage that I'm drinking. Cool. So that'll probably last me like three or four hours. Um, I might do my exercise in the morning. Um, I've been running, I'm training right now. And I just started going to, um, well, like last week I went to my first CrossFit class. Um, I'm going to see how those things play out as I'm training. Um, but again, listening to my body, no, learning when I'm hungry and working with my body. And especially when you first start working out, your hunger might be all over the place because your body's like, what the heck are you doing? Like, what's happening? I've noticed this anytime I change up my workout routine and I do something that's different it just kind of like a shock to my system. So again, working with my body, not against my body, I want to make sure that I'm listening to that. And then I actually eat, I eat the food and don't try to push off that hunger because it's going to come back and bite me in the butt eventually. So I'm listening to that hunger and feeding it as needed. And it's interesting because I just remember like when I first started training or when I ran my first half marathon, I remember finishing the marathon and sitting with a uh, a jar of cookie butter, like from Trader Joe's, eating a jar of cookie butter. Like, cool, that's not something I'm going to do anymore. Like, I think that was probably delicious for the first 30 seconds I was eating it and then felt disgusting, but still eating it because like, oh, F it. Probably not something I'm going to do anymore. Um, yeah. So then for lunch, I usually will do a big salad. So I'm looking at like mixed greens or romaine, getting in those plants, and then I'll put as many vegetables as I have in the house. So if I have cucumbers, red peppers, uh, red onions, um, what else? I might put some beans. I kind of consider beans like um, black beans, chickpeas, or edamame. Um, it's kind of a mix of plants and a little bit of protein as well. Um, and then maybe I'll put some extra protein. So something like hard-boiled eggs, or if we have like crock pot chicken, or really any leftover protein. If we have steak or whatever, we have taco meat, I'll put that on. So I'm getting my plants and getting my protein. And then my processed fun food, there's going to be something fun that adds satisfaction to the meal. So um, I like ranch dressing. I'm not going to put lemon juice on here. I, I want something that makes the salad tasty. And again, calories are not bad, especially if you're starting a workout, a new workout routine. You're running more. Your body actually needs more calories. You need that energy to sustain your workout. So I'm not putting lemon juice on my salad that's disgusting to me that's not going to make the meal enjoyable so a dressing that I actually like probably a tablespoon um when I was first like getting comfortable putting salad dressing on I was like hyper obsessive about it and like literally measured it out and that was a tool that I used and scaffolding that I used to help myself myself feel more comfortable and actually see how much dressing I was putting on. And I realized like, I don't need a crap ton of dressing because I'm going to put it on and then shake it up in the container and it distributes itself. So I don't need a lot, but I'm going to put enough on there so that the meal is enjoyable. And then I'll put some sort of probably crunchy component to add that joy. So it might be crunched up tortilla chips and might be, um, what else might I put? Crunch up tortilla chips or maybe a few croutons. 
Um, sometimes I've gotten these salad packs and they have like dried corn. Those are really good. Um, but some, something to add that to that satisfaction. Okay, cool. So that's my lunch. As I am training and I am running more miles, I know for myself, I have to force myself to put more carb, um, carby items on my salad, give myself those extra carbs. So something like quinoa, I may put it on there or like roasted sweet potatoes, um, what else? Rice, um, just different things that are slower carbs that it's going to take longer to digest and just, you know, good for my body, things like that. So I might throw some of those on there. Cool. And then dinner. Dinner, we usually just do like uh, some sort of protein, some sort of veggie and protein. Remember, plants, protein, and a little bit of pasta. So I'm still looking for some sort of plant. So that might be like a bag of frozen broccoli and, you know, like a steak. How much do I eat? You're going to start with like a palm size would be your protein. And I say go for it as, like as many veggies as you want. Again, still noticing hunger and fullness. I used to eat like three bags of broccoli because I thought, oh, I'm being healthy and like, you know, broccoli, you know, it's healthy. And then it was like, I had stomach pains because I was eating so much broccoli. So like when I say like, go for it, I'm talking like half of a plate, you know, like maybe two cups of a vegetable, or I might do like a cup of roasted broccoli, a palm size of steak or chicken or whatever, and then a salad. So I'm really going to like mix things onto my plate. And then especially as I'm training, I'm going to start to add more carbs, especially as we get into um, higher miles during the week. So again, like sweet potatoes or white potatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with white potatoes or red potatoes. All foods are allowed. Um, rice, it might be white rice. It might be brown rice. Honestly, it might be some rice aroni. It's totally fine. <laughs> like my body will be okay. Um, I have a client who said, she was doing keto before and working with me was the first time that she allowed herself to eat rice. And then there was kind of some like growing pains with it. Like how much rice should I be eating? And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe I don't need as much rice as I get served in a Chinese food restaurant. Maybe I don't need as much pasta as my grandma used to serve to me. So it was like working those things out. How much do I need? It's trial and error. I would start with like half a cup and just see how you feel as you're running. You might need to add more. You'll know if you feel energized and you feel happy and you don't feel sluggish. Those are kind of like how you should feel, um, you know, through your day as you're eating, um, so, oh, the other thing that she learned was that, like, if she eats um, pasta that's, like, from a box, she doesn't feel as good as if she's eating um, pasta that, like, local pasta that's been made um, and it's fresh, right? So those are kind of things that you have to feel out. I don't feel, my body, I don't feel awful from eating box pasta, so I'm going to go with it. So, yeah, you just kind of have to feel those things out. How your body feels, like learning to listen to your body after a meal and like understand like, okay, cool, like a little trial and error instead of just following one person's way of eating, how does my body react? What, you know, what's going on with my body? So those are my main meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know myself and I know between lunch and dinner, I want some sort of snack. So I'm usually going to do probably like a fruit. This is kind of like when I do, might do like a, like a mini version of the adult Lunchable and get like a fruit or maybe some carrots and hummus or some pretzels. I like to have a mixture and not just have one thing that I'm eating. Um, if I'm going to have a fruit, I like it to be cut up. Like I, I don't know, like eating an apple 
full versus like it cut up like it's I don't know maybe just like a little kid and like some sort of dip so I'm looking for that how much to eat I think about a snack is a small meal that gets you from one meal to the other so my snack's not going to be huge it's going to be small I'm drinking water with it and you just kind of have to feel those things out um, I don't want to be full I just want to be like okay cool I'm energized now I can make it to dinner. And when I get to dinner, I'm not going to be starving. I don't enjoy getting to dinner and being starving. I know I am so irritable. Like if I put off eating too long, I'm irritable. I'm cranky. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to eat right now. Like it's not an enjoyable experience for myself or for my husband. And then the last thing is I always leave some sort of dessert at the end of the evening. Um, it's usually lately it's been um, ice cream bars or an ice cream sandwich. Um, we've also been doing watermelon at the end of the evening. Um, sometimes it would be eating like a little cupcake um, and also like an apple and peanut butter, kind of filling things out. Um, again, think macro, and I don't mean macronutrients, but just like big picture that we did not gain weight because we had an apple and a cupcake for dessert. I gained weight because I came home and I ate a package of cookie dough plus fried Oreos plus pizza, right? Like this like ginormous meal, like the having a cupcake and an apple and peanut butter is not what made me gain 25 pounds like eight years ago. Like that's not, that's not, that was not the issue. That's a really small thing. And what I've noticed is like, um, after I have a small meal like that, or like a, if I have like a little bit of extra like that, at dessert, I might not be as hungry later on and my body adjusts, or I might even have like more energy to move around. And we've talked about meat. So it's like non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I feel more energized. And so I end up just moving around more and using up those extra calories, using up those extra units of energy. My, I've just given my body more energy and now I'm using it versus the times when I'm starving myself, myself and I'm not eating anything and I feel sluggish and tired all the time. Cool. So as you are running and you, you're training, um, sometimes it's like, well, cool. Like how much am I supposed to eat? Like, what about that? And I, my thing is if I'm going to go for a run, that's over five miles, then I will bring um, then I will bring food fuel. If I'm going for a five mile run and I'll be fine, that'll be, you know, like about an hour as I've gone to workout classes for an hour, I'll be fine. If I'm going to go for six or more, that's when I decide that I'm going to bring fuel. Um, and for myself, what I usually bring, I used to do goo and I just found like it was getting really expensive. And also sometimes my stomach would hurt from eating, um, packets and packets and packets of it. So I started just kind of doing like dried fruit. And so I might bring uh, something I got from Trader Joe's or dates. My aunt just brought me a whole package of dates. Um, and so I'll kind of use those and like have a couple of them um, as I'm running. Um, I also used to bring salt packets, especially when I was in Atlanta and we were training for marathons and it was like so freaking hot outside. I would bring salt, uh, because I would just notice like salt caking on my skin or I might bring like crystal light packets or whatever, just like little mini packets or the, um, just something to add like a little bit of fun to my run, a little bit of fun to my water as I'm running. Um, especially when you're running long distances, it can get really monotonous and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't like, 
what am I doing? And so those things would add a little bit of fun. Um, there were times that I know I was using food as rewards and it'll be interesting because I'm like, this will be the first time where I'm like, okay, cool. I have a good relationship with food. What is it like to train for a marathon when I have a good relationship with food? Is training for a marathon going to affect my relationship with food? And I don't think so. I think that I, you know, will be more in tune with my body and more in tune with how I'm using food. And also maybe there are times that I'm going to use food as a reward and just be okay with it. Like, okay, cool. This is an ideal. This is imperfect, but I'm going to be okay with it because I know myself, I know myself, um, in the macro and not the micro. And I know that I don't use food as a reward for a shitty day, but like, okay, cool. Like Jacqueline, just get, just get to the next mile and then you can eat your fuel. Um, I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with using food as a reward in that sense. And so that's kind of like one of those things too, where I say like, it's imperfect. You have to figure out what works for you. And if I'm okay with that, I don't need someone telling me like, don't, you know, like you're not a dog. Don't you? Yeah, cool. I get it. Like I know, but in this situation, I'm doing something pretty unnatural running 26.2 miles. I'm going to be okay with using food as a reward. I'm going to be okay with it because nothing about this is natural and I'm in tune with my body and I'm okay with it. Um, I trust myself. I know myself. I, I'm, I trust that I'm doing the best for myself and I'm okay with that. So yeah, so those, that's kind of like how I plan out my day. And I want to say this again, again, and again, and again, and again, how I eat is not the perfect way of eating. How I eat is not how you should be eating. What I want you to do is steal ideas from me and make it into your own. You shouldn't be on the Jacqueline plan. You should be on your plan, but you can steal ideas from me. And that's what I've done. Like in, in, I, I don't regret all of the diets that I've done because I've learned something from all of them, from all of them. I like did not know anything about vegetables <laughs> before I did whole 30. I didn't even know the three macronutrients. Um, uh, I was going to say plants, those are the three macronutrients, but protein, fat, and carbs. Like I didn't know what those were, right? Before I did those things. I didn't know what a serving of rice or a serving of pasta looked like before I did 21 day fix. I didn't know that I could get protein from beans and I could get protein um, from things besides just animal products before I tried to be vegan. So there were all of these things that taught me, you know, like uh, things about food and things about myself and about hunger and fullness and what I want my way of eating to look like. I learned something from all these guys. It's just that I'm not going to follow their, their rules anymore. Like those rules are for them and that's cool, but that that's not what I want for me. And so I want you to do the same thing too. I don't want you to be on the Jacqueline diet. I want you to steal ideas from me and make them into your own. If you're like, no, Jacqueline, like I don't want to eat breakfast. Cool. Don't like, right. Or if you're like, no, I don't want a smoothie for breakfast. I want to eat an actual meal. Cool do that. You have to figure out what will actually work for you. And I go back to, um, the eating with ease. And so I think that if you can find a way where you're at, you're experiencing meal and it's like an actual experience that you enjoy versus mindless, mindless eating is just like stuffing your face or like not even noticing what you're eating, not even tasting it. If you're adding experience, awesome. And then the A in ease stands for add health. Like you are adding health. So like when I eat pizza, I'm actually adding health. I'm adding a social component an emotional component. Um, it's adding health. It's not adding stress. I'm not stressing myself out around food. Satisfied. When I finish my breakfast, I am satisfied. I'm not continuously searching for something else to eat. Um, I don't think about food. I finish my breakfast. I don't think about food until a little bit before lunchtime. Where I'm like, huh, I think I could eat, right? 
So being satisfied at the end of a meal is important to me. And then feeling energized. Food is, you know, uh, calories are units of energy. I want whatever I'm eating to help me feel energized and not feel sluggish. Um, if I'm not eating enough, I don't feel energized. If I'm going overboard, I don't feel energ energized. I don't, I don't feel energized after eating 10 bowls of pasta. I feel like I'm in a food coma. So I want to feel energized. So those, th uh, those four letters, uh, E A S E experience at health, satisfied and energized. And yeah, so I think that use things that you learn today, apply them to your own life and get going. Do kind things for your body. You're working with your body. This is self-care. This is not, um, this is not self abuse. This is not, Hey, let me, you know, do all of the meanest things that I could do possible, um, to make myself feel like shit. Going back to that quote, who you are on the journey is who you will be when you arrive. Do kind things for yourself now so that when you, quote, arrive, whatever the heck that even means, you are happy and healthy and enjoying the experience. There's going to be a day where all of these things are taken away from you. There's going to be a day that you are not able to run, that you are not able to eat, that you are no longer alive. And that's hard. Like that, that can feel really pessimistic there's going to be a day that we die, but it's like, no, that's not pessimistic. That's realistic. Like there is going to be a day that this is, this is no more. So what are the things that we're doing day to day to make the most out of it? Right. Okay, cool. So guys, um, make sure if you're like, but how do I get started? Because I'm still eating crap. I'm still in that stage that you were Jacqueline when you were eating a package of cookie dough and you were ordering Grubhub and you were eating pizza in a way that was adding stress and not adding health. So I want you to get started on my intro course in perfect eating. Um, you know, imperfect eating really changed my life. And I, I'm so serious when I say that eating healthy should add health and not stress. Whole 30 um, added stress to my life. It did not add health. Granted, you know, I talked about the macronutrients, but like if I were to look back and, you know, living in, in Atlanta and not being able to go out because I was so afraid of food, that added stress that did not add health to my life. And so I want you to know that there is a way of eating for your body, for your life, for your particular circumstances where your stress around food can be at a zero. You will you can learn to trust yourself. You can learn that all foods are allowed. Um, nothing is off limits. You can practice having French fries or pizza or potato chips in a way that feels good for your body. And that's like the opposite. Like you're like, no, potato chips are the health, unhealthiest thing in the world. I promise you there is a way to eat potato chips that actually adds health. That sounds so crazy and the opposite, but I, I promise you that it is there. It just takes some time exploring. And once you like actually give grant yourself permission to eat potato chips in a way that's adding self-care, it looks completely different. If I eat chocolate chip cookies now, it looks completely different than when I was eating chocolate chip cookies 10 years ago. It looks completely different than when I was eating chocolate chip cookies four years ago when I was secret eating them. It looks completely different. And this does not happen overnight. This takes time, especially if you've been, you've had disordered eating habits for the last five, 10, 15, 20 years. It doesn't happen overnight. It took me years of practice and a lot of mindset work 
to get where I am today. And I didn't have anyone teaching me this. Like no one was talking about teaching moderation back then. It was just, just eat clean. And no one talks about like, well, what if you want to eat something that's not clean? They would just be like, okay, cool. Just eat it. I'm like, but how, like, how do you do it? And it not turn into a binge. Like no one could teach me that. They were like, well, just do it. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. So what I did is I took all of the lessons that I learned to be successful with imperfect eating and I created tools and I like kind of reverse engineer. And I was like, what did I do? Like what mindset shifts did I do? What actions did I take? Right. And so all of the things that I did to get me to where I'm at, these are the things that I teach my one-on-one -on -one clients. And I put all of them into this online e-course and it's where I get people started when they're curious about, well, how do I start this? It's right here. Everything is in the course. And, um, usually it is, it sells for a hundred dollars. I'm giving it to podcast listeners for $20, super cheap. I want to get you started as you are training more, as it is summer and there's going to be barbecues and vacation. I want you to get started on this so that your stress level around food is at a zero. Make sure to check out the show notes to get started. I am so excited. Um, once you purchase, we will hop on a call and chat through some stuff. So it's going to be really exciting to kind of hear from you and help you through some of those issues that you're having and be like, huh, actually you are allowed to eat pizza and here's how you're going to eat in a way that feels good. So make sure you check out the show notes. Um, the link is there for podcast listeners, 80% off. It is only $20 for podcast listeners. All right, get started.